0: Stats back. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. All right. We're going to be talking about uh, 49ers free agency, who's going into free agency next year, who they should and should not bring back. We also uh, going to check out some NBA scores from last night, and check out the standings, see the route. I know it's been a while since we talked about it, but first off, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their free agency list and see what's going on there, who's coming back, who's leaving. First off, Lake and Tomlinson, their starting guard is a free agent. Also, Richard James, a free agent wide receiver, defensive back to various more running back Trent Cannon, wide receiver Trent Sherfield, Shur- addresser Jordan Wils- Willis, Willis uh, sorry Willis, center Jake Brennell, Maurice Hurst, defensive line addresser Arden Key, wide receiver Travis Benjamin, CB Dontae Johnson, offensive lineman Tom Compton. Safeties, Tyvon Wilson, Jackezi Tart, wide receiver Mohamed Sanu, linebacker Marcel Harris, quarterback Josh Norman, tight end Ross Dwelly, running back Jeff Wilson Jr., quarterback Kwan Williams, and quarterback, uh, sorry, running back Raheem Mostert, out of the whole year of the injury, of course. Defensive tackle, D- uh, DJ Jones, quarterback C- uh, Jason Verrett, and defensive lineman Darius Danos. Obviously, a lot of secondary and defense leaving. Some notable offensive weapons leaving. I'm not leaving, but a free agency. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr., Raheem Mossert, of course, out the whole year. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson, Richie James, Trent Sherfield, some big pieces there. I think, uh, you know, it shouldn't be too hard to rank who are the top priorities, obviously. I think uh, Lakin Tomlinson, Jones, and Williams, Tart. Although obviously, his injuries should be concern, uh, concern. Uh, Tomlinson, he joined the 49ers in two thousand seventeen. Has been a you know with the line and hasn't missed a start. Leaves and Tart potentially uh, departing means the 49ers need to revamp their secondary, which I think they definitely should. There's obviously rookie defensive backs, Talano, uh, Funga, and Ambry Thomas and uh, Demar Lenoir. So, I think it was a big even though they, they were actually pretty good because of their defensive pressure, their secondary definitely can use some uh, upgrading work. It wasn't that bad. Like we talked about, they were you know, ranked seventh in the pass and the rush, so they were a, they were a decent team. Uh, Mostert, um, sorry, he Mostert, sorry, his uh, replacement Elijah Mitchell had such a great year, but I know that, who knows, if you keep bringing back on something close to a minimum, I don't know if he'd be willing to do that. But I think that'd be a, a great option. I don't know if you know, like I said, um, I just think speed is extremely hard to come by, and they should do everything to I think keep as much speed on the team as possible personally in my opinion, but he is very fragile. The thing is like he he's a huge gamble, but you know the gamble definitely pays off if he, when he's healthy, obviously. I've, and, and of course, Jimmy Garoppolo already said yeah, goodbye to everybody. He enjoyed his time here. Jimmy's had an up and down season, a lot of injuries, but you know, I don't know if you, we've watched the championship. He doesn't throw the ball down the field. If you compare him to somebody, uh, actually, you know, so I like the some of the the top passers in the NFL. Jimmy just doesn't have. I think he's he's good at like a very you know, like short and mid range. I'll say that he's very accurate at that. But getting the ball downfield accuracy under pressure, I think, is a huge issue for him. I don't know if it's his arm strength or just sometimes you just, Jimmy definitely leads something, uh, Something I don't know, something left for me to, like, hope he had. I don't know how to say, but if you compare it to, like, how Matthew Stafford played for the for the Rams, Matthew was... Poised. I know that he did throw some interceptions, but he has a freaking rocket, and he could get it downfield and make big plays under when it was needed. For instance, if you're down, say six points, seven points, whatever, it's the fourth quarter. Jimmy's your quarterback. Jimmy is probably not gonna bomb the ball downfield to an open receiver. Pinpoint accuracy compared to somebody like Matthew Stafford. Jimmy could drive it down there nice and slow, but if you're behind. I just feel like he's not the guy to have on your team. Anyways, just maybe I'm still feeling burned from the results of the playoffs. (laughs) But that's where I'm on that. Okay. Let's jump into the NBA. Let's talk. I've been watching a lot of NBA lately. Uh, I know I've been sharing it with you guys, but I definitely have. All right. Yesterday's games. Let's talk about yesterday's games. Uh, February 1st, first of the month. Happy uh, February, everybody. New month. Hopefully, starting off with some uh, positive energy. Pelicans beat the Pistons one eleven to one oh one. Leading the way for the Pelicans was Brandon Ingram with twenty six. Jonas Valanciunas, thirteen rebounds, thirteen points. For the Pistons, Isaiah. St- oh, sorry, that was Corey Joseph, eighteen points. Jimmy Grant, Jerem, sorry, Jeremiah Grant, seventeen. Frank Jackson, 14, and uh, Hamadou Diallo with 12. Pelicans are now 19-32, and and Pistons are 12-38. Not exactly a big matchup yesterday. One Uh, one of the games that I watched almost in its entirety before I passed out because it's so freaking late sometimes is... uh, I thought the Warriors were going to lose this game for sure because everybody was arresting. Clay Thompson. Otto Porter Jr. Seth Curry. Obviously... Draymond still out with injuries. Um, a couple of their notables was Andre Iguodala and obviously Andre Wiggins. So they're their their team pretty much at nine Moses Moody, Juan, Kevon, Damian Lee, Jordan Poole, Kaminga were really the big pieces here. Came up big, Jordan Poole, and Damian Lee. Jordan Poole, he kept pushing and pushing and pushing to score as many points as possible. 31 points in the game. He needed to get big game to win and they freaking won. It was not I was it was a shock. 124 or 120 victory over the San Antonio Spurs. Lead away for the Spurs, DeJounte Murray at times looked like he was absolutely unstoppable. Uh the Spurs have just that freaking ginormous the first three quarters. But the Warriors kept plugging and plugging and plugging along and end up gassing them out, looked like in the fourth quarter, score outscoring them 35 to 16 for the victory. Warriors are now 39-13. San Spurs are 19-33. Uh, we'll just roll through the rest of these. Uh, Raptors beat the Heat 110-106. to 106. Obviously, the Heat are down a couple players there. t Wolves 130-115 victory over the Nuggets. Bulls 126-115 over the Magic. And the Suns still rolling 121-111 victory over the Nets was listening to Isaiah Thomas on night, and he was making a really good point. Like two of the teams that are playing great team basketball, really only playing team basketball, he said, where are the uh, sorry, the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. Just started checking out these stats. The Suns. Devin Booker thirty five. Chris Paul, fourteen assists, twenty points. Cameron Johnson sixteen points. DeAndre eighteen, twelve point six points, rebounds. Mikhail Bridges, twenty seven points. Uh they got it Beast of a distributor over there for the Nets. James Harden twenty two points, Kyrie Irving twenty six points. Durant was still out. Blake Griffin with seventeen and Kessler Edwards with thirteen. Patty Mills uh, not a big night, only nine points. Got to kind of shut down there. If you're going to shut down the the Nets, and they don't, I know they have their big three, but Patty Mills is a big two. Don't get him going on the, on the three points. He could just absolutely light you up. Okay. Western Conference standing, Suns still atop it, leading the way by three games, 49 wins to nine losses, pretty much dominating the West, right behind them with the Warriors. They had a skid, but they're still nipping at their heels, 39 victories, 13 losses. The Grizzlies, 35 wins, 18 losses. The Jazz, 30 victories, 21 losses, and uh, so that goes. Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies, Jazz, the top four, then Mavericks, Nuggets, T-Wolves, Clippers, the Lakers. Lakers, just outside of five hundred at 24 and 27. The Clippers are right there at 526 and 27. Man, they're really struggling with Lakers. Okay. Eastern Conference. Very close conference still. Bulls 32 victories, 18 losses. The Sixers, 31 victories, 19 losses. The Heat 32 and 20. Cavs 31-20. Bucks 32-21. Nets 29-21. So out of the top six teams, they're all uh, the Nets are within three games of the number one spots, and the Hornets within four and a half games. So all the playoff spots are very, in, uh, very much in contention. Uh, the Celtics are going to have to make some decent run here to make a, make a decent 2021-22 two, season uh, campaign to, to make the playoffs. They're going to have to keep on pushing because I don't know, man. <laughs> Whenever they face like a decent a decent team, they just get slapped. Um all right everybody, thanks for listening to the Stats Beast podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed the NFL playoffs. So we get like Stefan on and we will talk about that more in detail. Take care. Bye.